0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Unapologetic Podcast. On this podcast is where we talk about real topics, real life, and real experiences in an unapologetic way. My name is Brianna, and I'm your host. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a reoccurring listener, and for my new listeners out there, I really appreciate you taking the time to tune in today. I have a really cool episode planned for you, so you guys go and grab you a glass of wine, find you a place in your space to get comfortable, and let's get it going. So for the topic I have planned today, which I'll get to in a moment, I feel there was only one person that I could honestly think of in my life that would be able to help me execute this and give you guys kind of some good advice and like a good background and everything, and that's my best friend and sister, Lisa Green. Lisa is a college graduate, a businesswoman, and honestly one of my closest friends, but we go way back and she has this crazy unique story and we honestly relate on like so many things, so I'm excited to finally be able to feature her on today's episode keep in mind that there might be like a little moment um, due to the fact that this was like a zoom call Um, there might be a little moment where like some of the um, audio is messed up I think it was like honestly less than probably like five seconds Um, but other than that it was a really great episode and I'm glad that we were able to do it so with that being said I hope that you guys truly enjoy it and feel free to let me know how you guys um, have dealt with some boundaries in your life and that experience for you and and yeah, so let's get into the episode Alright guys, so I have my sister Lisa here Say hi <laughs>
1: Hello, hi everyone I'm Lisa
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I'm so happy to finally be able to do this with you I know Dej is probably going to be jealous Because Trenise has been featured on an episode And then now I have you on one And, you know, it's just been really good um, I've been really, like seriously trying to find something that we can do on an episode because I feel like in so many different areas like you have such great advice and like you have a unique story that like I feel other people can most certainly relate to so I'm really excited (laughs) (laughs)
1: hopefully I can educate you guys on some things but yeah so I'm all about storytelling and just Sharing my story with other people, motivating them. I'm also currently the co-founder of my dress company. It's called Imperial Dresses. So if you guys want to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, we are on all platforms. Just have to sneak that in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like if any of y'all are, like, getting married or whatever um, – if you're looking for, like, a dress, and, like, you're, I know that's probably, like, one of the most expensive things outside of, you know, you, like, things like your venue, and, like, food, and all the other shit that goes along with planning weddings, but, like, your dress is super important, and Lisa's, like, really good with, like, getting things for the low, or, like, getting deals, and, like, all that type of stuff, like, she really be putting me on game as far as, like, saving your money, and, like, the ins and outs of stuff like that so you guys should definitely check out her business how can they find find all the information so we're all
1: it's all virtual so you can head over to imperialdresses.com or and we're on all platforms facebook instagram and it's just imperial dresses so it's pretty easy we're the first ones that pop up if you google us so
0: okay i might link link all that below so they can find that stuff too perfect all right so to kick things off i feel that because you have such a unique story i wanted to get like a little into some of the things you have like had going on in your life like a little bit about yourself and your background um okay so a little bit of my background is that i came
1: here at the age of six with my grandmother from a little country called uh sorry malawi (laughs) And I pretty much came here to create a better life for myself, get educated, get a good job, and hopefully one day bring my family here. Having gotten to the point where I've gotten them here, but I've definitely, um, I mean, I was able to somehow um, not accumulate any debt or even uh, receive any type of financial aid through college and graduated with no debt. So that was phenomenal. Um yeah, my upbringing was diff- was different. Um definitely super motivating where I worked hard for everything and right now I'm currently working on my businesses, but um yeah. But one thing that so today kind of we're going to talk about setting boundaries and a lot of this goes back to a little bit of my childhood because I me and Brianna were having this conversation where I realized that some of the ways that I was taught to communicate was very toxic for a lot of my relationships. So as of recent, like, I, like, okay, I just talked about how I own a dress business, but how it came about creating this business was through my wedding. And I felt like I've learned to effectively set boundaries in people through the whole experience of my wedding, honestly. And then, just with my family because sometimes they can be very toxic so yeah and I've been yeah I was a little everywhere there
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's kind of rewind a little bit to like our middle school days in eighth grade at City Folks. And oh my god. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to kind of like explain to them how we met. Cause I don't know with you, like we met like in a crazy way. And then with my other sisters, I feel like we we kind of like connected in a crazy way. So back mm-hmm. like going back to that time, I think I came at like the middle of like the first semester of that year. And I was just like yes. this new girl. And on my first day of school, I left the office op- the office after my mom finished like enrolling me and I got my schedule. And I went to my first class. I don't even remember like who gave me my tour or that day. I know it was somebody that like, I forgot what that girl's name was. But anyways, during the class period, I really had to go to the bathroom. So after pretty much like walking around forever, like honestly, I had no idea where the bathroom was. So I think I spent probably ten minutes (laughs) just trying to find the bathroom. And then after I finally found it, I was sitting in the stall and I was on my phone and all I heard was this little voice, and you kind of sounded shy, but like, after getting to know you, like, that, I was just, like, this girl ain't even shy like that, so <laughs> all I heard you say was, like, excuse me, um, do you happen to have a pad I can use, and I was, like, okay, <laughs> like, I, of course, I always, like, <laughs> made sure I carry things like that, like, you know, I always, I always have, like, these big old Purses around me, which is yes, like, you and your everything little purse.
1: You I remember yes. that little purse too. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I don't even know where that thing is. I think I threw that thing away. But um, yes. I slipped one under the stall, and then like we both came out, and then you just like started talking to me, and you introduced yourself to me. And then it was like all of a sudden, I just started hanging with you guys. And like after I met everything else, like that was just it yes. after that but even though you were, like, the first person that I met, you eventually grew not to like me very much. No, it's because you were just,
1: okay, Brianna was the type, guys, that, okay, first when we met, it was cool, but she rolled her eyes, and she was just, like, on some negative energy stuff, and I guess when people know me, I'm just, like, very, like, I guess with everything in my past, I've learned to just, like, you know be happy and stuff but she was negative would roll her eyes and I was like "Uh, this she's not cute and yeah so I wasn't really messing with her like that but it's funny her mom really called our relationship was like that's gonna be your best friend and we we're like and, was and she like, uh-uh no she, she nice. likes
0: everybody like she met Shannon she likes Shannon she met Paula she thought Paula was a hot mess but she liked Paula um, <laughs> you know, she met Robert, she met Jamal, like, I don't, I think she met, she did met meet Amber, because I remember after school, when, like, summer school and stuff was happening, I was going over to her house for a while, and she met uh, Tatiana, and it seemed like the only person that she really said that I was going to be friends with like that was you, so. And, and honestly, we have been friends for, a long, I mean, for, I guess,
1: how many years? We're going... Shit. It's been almost fifteen years. Oh well, that's... I don't even know. It's like oh. ten to twelve years. because no, high school is like ten years, so it's been okay. longer.
0: It's We've been known longer each other
1: that. since seventh grade. So and we're I'm twenty six now, so it's a match. So I feel like we do have a friendship that's gonna last us a lifetime. Like her mom was right somehow but we definitely kept that bond and she's like somebody I mean she's like my bridesmaid like everything so yeah you're you're my sister that's what I consider you as so (laughs) Sorry.
0: so like fast forward (laughs) to freshman year so freshman year again I was I was like we weren't really cool like that of course everybody knows that I was mostly cool with Jamal your ex at the time yeah and But, like, my mom always used to drop me off, like, to school super early because we really didn't even live in the damn district. Like, we lived in South Austin. (laughs) And I don't know. Like, she always was pulling, like, okie dokes or whatever to, like, I think she was just at that point, like, she was tired of, like, taking me out of schools and, like, moving me around. And, like, she knew that, like, all my friends and stuff were there. And then, plus, you remember I used to cheer for Stony Point. So, she was like, I didn't pay all this money for you to just, like, drop and then move to another school. So she kept me there and like I don't why were you always there in the morning like you always used to be there like really early well it was because I well first
1: I just well honestly I just I don't know like at that time I remember that I just hated being home and school was always my safe place like a lot of you guys always wondered like okay like, you know, I, like, okay, it was weird. Like, I was one of those person that I hung out with, like, you know, Beyond and them. Like, a lot of you guys didn't care about school, but I was very studious. But I still hung out with the crew. Like, you know, we, you know. <laughs>
0: <So it was laughs> All the, cool. like, crazy the popular gummy, kids.
1: Whatever, the gummy crew. Kind of like, kind of like the bad kids that didn't care about school. But I was very studious. So I guess in that way, like, I used to go to school, just to like get a clear head, do whatever I need to do because school was always a safe space for me. It's like things is the one thing that I could always control in my life. Other than
0: mm-hmm.
1: with everything around me and all the toxic things that were going on in my time frame. that I, me as a child that I couldn't control school was one thing that I could always control at all times.
0: I, I so can kind of see a, that.
1: It was just me going into a space that I I felt comfortable and, that's where I wanted to be
0: because that's then, where I just yeah. yeah. And then it was like, you know, I would see you every day, like early in the morning. And then, I don't know, we just started like talking more because Jamal, you know, Jamal always used to ride that damn bike to school. So like he would take forever getting to school. <laughs> and I knew he would be like coming to meet you. So I was like, oh, I'll talk to her until, you know, Jamal gets here. But then it was like after I started to actually talk to you more and like learn more oh. about you, I feel like. You also, in a way, kind of got to like learn more about me. So like, it was just like things kind of change. And honestly, that's kind of how a lot of my friendships have started. Like most, mm-hmm. most of the time, like you know, when I first meet people, like I don't know, they don't really like me that much. They think I'm like annoying, or or they thought I was annoying, or whatever the case may be. But that was just, you know, and then I started learning about, like, all the stuff that was going on with you at home, with, like, Yvonne, and, like, more about your story, and then after everything kind of went left with that, I don't, I don't even remember how I convinced my mom, but I just remember talking to her one day, and I was like, okay, can, like, she stay with us, and my mom was just like, hell yeah, sure, I don't care. I know that, so, guys, eventually, I got kicked out of my aunt's house
1: somehow. I don't even remember what happened, but
0: I know it was Anyways, stupid, and I she like moved in me on with Rihanna. Right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I ended up moving in with Brianna. That's where we, really, where we really, really got close because mm-hmm. we were around each other twenty four seven. Yeah.
0: So I, I feel like we. That's yeah. That's definitely when we like really grew close, and I also got to see that like we actually related to each other like so much from our childhood experiences, although they were like different you Uh know as far as I feel like both of us kind of had to like grow up at like a really early age and like you know kind of separate ourselves from like you know what our parents and stuff were going Mm -hmm.
1: through yeah
0: okay for sure yeah I feel that like as children like decisions are made for us by our parents that we don't really have a say-so in, and sometimes these choices aren't always, like, the best or, like, fair to us, and I feel that, like, you and I both know this all too well, which is why I felt you were, like, the best person to help um, push, like, this episode and, like, this episode mm-hmm. with. Um, Sometimes, like, I feel that, you know, stuff like that with our parents can cause us, for us to see who's, like, a part of our lives. And, like, we just start seeing things for what we really are. Some of our family members can, like, be toxic. Some of our friends can be toxic or don't really serve purpose in our lives. And even in our romantic relationships, you you see things about that other person that just don't sit right with you or, like, you kind of have to work with. And Mm -hmm. because of that, I feel like we have to make hard but necessary decisions. Because you start seeing. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: I agree. I agree completely. Because then it's like whenever you are in a situation where it's toxic, you feel it. First of all, things don't feel light, and when it feels heavy, you have to take the personal accountability. It's where you need to you need to take care of yourself because you are your first priority. And uh, um, some people might think that's selfish, but it's not. As far as emotional intelligence, you should always um cater to how you're feeling and whether the thing is like and i've had to learn that firsthand Um, so yeah i just wanted to yeah add a little bit to that
0: and i feel like you start seeing like what you don't want around you or like how you want to be treated and do this like you kind of battle with yourself to do what every one of us has to do in these instances which is set those necessary boundaries And I feel like we all struggle with that. And, like, it's kind of difficult choosing to set boundaries with people. For sure. No, for sure. One
1: example, I guess I'll just share my story, my empowering story, because I feel like I feel very empowered. I think about this. even though As you should. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't feel right. Okay, so I guess my story, my recent story that, oh, my, it hurt me to my core. I don't know if I told you the story, Brianna, but I'll share it. I don't know if you know. But, okay, so when I first graduated college, which was, like, about two years ago, right, I had moved to Austin, and me and my uncle were really freaking close, like, super close. Like, this person, I trusted him with, like, everything, right? So, um, and during college, I was, like, saving my money, you know, building my credit. Like, I had a bomb-ass credit. I had, like, 750 credit because my godmom had worked me up. So, you know, he needed a place to stay. So I was, like, bet I can do that. And he was like, and he asked me, hey, can you co-sign for an apartment for me? I was like, sure, we can all live together, thinking, like, you know, things are going to go great. So I moved to Austin, right, and things got freaking toxic real quick. Um, So, and how it got toxic was that my cousin had asked, or a ride, right? And Deshaun, my, my, my current husband was living with us as well because he was also the person. So it was me and it was, so when I signed over the lease, it was me and my fiance's name on the lease and my uncle and also his family were staying with us, right? But the whole situation was that I was going to pay portion of the rent with me and Deshaun and while he pays majority of it while I get on my seat, you know, I get a job, whatever. Things were going to be great. But, of course, it doesn't work like that, and honestly, when I think about this, I should have known better. Like I already know how my family is. Brianna knows how my family is. It always ends up mm-hmm. that, but me being so h- hopeful and thinking things like I don't know, I'm always in a fairy tale thinking sometimes, and I hate myself for this, but I forgive so easily, and I forget sometimes. but you know, we like to I like to give people like a chances, and this was my way of like. You know, it was gonna help me and it was gonna help them. So anyways, one day, um, you know, Deshaun, my fiance, he was currently in school and I was at home that day and then my cousin came into the room and asked, you know, if he he needed a ride to like a job interview. But mm-hmm. he waited until after after my fiance had or well, my husband had left, um, to ask me for this. And I was like, Well, Deshaun left and then so my uncle you know, he's quick to pick sides or whatever because at the time his car had broken down or something like that. I don't know. It was some stupid thing that he did, and he ended up losing his car. And then he felt that I needed to give, like, me and Deshaun's car to him. And I'm like, that's not how things work. And when you're in a relationship, and especially if the car is in, like, both of you guys' name you have to respect your your partner, you know, and I can't just be volunteering our car to like my family, even though that is my family. But it's like you have to create that boundary. And my family it's boundaries like to them, it's like family over everything, which is not a bad way of thinking. But when you are having when you have a partner, it doesn't work like that. It's not family over I'm not saying family over everything is a bad thing but there's a certain limit of that how far that can go you know I agree with that my uncle was very upset he was all like you know he started cussing at me he was all like you know you let that dude control you blah 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 all over because he failed to like manage his time and Manage his time and ask, you know, help with a ride, which I didn't mind. I'm like, but you're doing this at the wrong time. Why would you not ask this before he left? I'm pretty sure he would have done it. So, and I'm explaining this to my uncle, but he was not trying to hear that because he already had it in his mind because I hadn't given him the car or whatever. That I wasn't giving it to him as much as he wanted, then he already created like a story for himself. So he got very aggressive and he hit me. And when I tell you my hun- my uncle is like 300 pounds, he's a big ass dude. Brianna will tell you how big he is, like not even kidding.
0: He laid it's me no out. No shade, on the floor but it's like it's like gross big. <laughs> <laughs> I hate he's to like say it like that, but it's like unhealthy, unhealthy, gross big.
1: Like he's a big dude and way stronger than me, so he laid me the fuck out, and I'm. Screaming for help and I'm like oh no like I was done like I I grabbed my phone like literally it took my cousin he's he's a tall dude too and his homeboy it took like him and his girl to get him off of me and I was just like shocked scared like it was just so bad and I started screaming on the top of my lungs and like even the police that I called. like it was a scary situation um and then I called my, my husband was like, Hey, come get me. I, I can't be here anymore. And I told him what happened and it was just like something over so petty. But anyways, how this goes about setting healthy boundaries is like after the situation happened, you know, I try to get my, cause my, our name was on the lease. I tried to get my uncle to get out of the house. He wouldn't, um, he wouldn't do that like he he kept getting aggressive like he would like get he would like talk back to the neighbors like it was so bad and it was to the point where i didn't feel safe anymore and the reason why i talk about the importance of boundaries is like your safety is the number one priority and that's what i'm saying like don't feel bad for thinking putting yourself first because you should never put yourself where you're compromising your your insanity your mental state or even yourself physically like like at all and then um I wanted to I wanted to um what was the thing I wanted to I ended up moving out and you know everybody every single one of my family was mad at me like oh why are you moving now like this is family but I'm like family does not hit family and that's where it's so important to like Speak your truth in those moments like where you feel helpless and like I had to tell I had to show my family like this is not okay. This is unhealthy. For somebody to hit me and expect me to be there and then not have a say for myself, like I felt uncomfortable. So setting those boundaries with them and telling them, like, hey, what he did to me was not okay. Because with my family, a lot of things just get pushed under the rug, and then we're supposed to pick up and just act like nothing ever happened.
0: Mm -hmm. That is
1: not okay. And I know a lot of Black families are like that, where things will happen where they're not normal or healthy, and it's just like, oh, we're a family, we're kin, like, that's just what we do, but you have to realize, like, my uncle's been, well, first of all, my uncle has done that to my aunt before, and then he's also seen his brothers do that, so you can notice that it's a generational thing, it's like, if I were to have stayed in that household, I feel like I'll just have continued on with the toxic, like, generational, like, domestic violence situation, so, Yeah.
0: That's crazy. I remember you telling me that and I was just like really upset because you don't deserve to be treated like that. And it's crazy that your family just accepts that and does you like that after everything that they put you through. They just expect for you to just do whatever. Yeah. All right.
1: So, you well know, let's always feel empowered. Yeah. You even though in the moment, like, I'm I'm not even going to lie, like, in the moment when I was making that decision to leave, and, like, I did have to have, I didn't mention this, but before I left, like, I had a conversation with my uncle, and I was like, hey, I don't feel comfortable in this house anymore. I was like, you put your hands on me, and I had, and this was so hard for me, guys, like, really hard, because when, this is the person that's your uncle, and they're supposed to protect you and then you're having this uncomfortable conversation of letting them know what they did it was not okay and how you're not going to be sharing the same space with them
0: so yeah okay um let's get into like the definition of what a boundary is and like how both yeah. of us that word so right now I started reading this book and I feel like everyone should get it. I got it on Amazon for like $4, I think. And it's called Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free. And it's written by Nancy Levin. And I don't know, like it's it's a really good book. But she states that a boundary is a limit that you set to define what you will and will not do or what you will or will not accept or tolerate from others. I feel like the words limit and boundary kind of, like, coincide with each other. What do you think, Lisa? I think they do. I think they do. How do you feel that, like, you originally viewed a boundary before setting them in your life? Like, did you think that setting a boundary was, like, kind of realistic before? Honestly,
1: when it comes to my family, no. Because I felt like I was just always going to be a thing that always gets pulled in. Because like I said, I um, before I realized how important setting boundaries was with my family, because, okay, I'm going to keep mentioning my family because this is, like, the one area that I've always struggled setting boundaries with. And it wasn't until, like, I hit 24, 25, I was like, dude, I got to do this or else I'm just going to keep being this puppet. And I'm never going to have control over myself when I'm around them. And I didn't like that feeling. So, um, yeah,
0: my, my train about
1: thought half got here. <laughs> 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 Reset your question. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> like, Did you feel like they were realistic? In like the setting- beginning?
1: No, because, um, and yeah, like I said, in the beginning, no, because I felt like I just, like, they always have, they know how to. Like, people that you kind of have a hard time setting boundaries with, they know your trigger points, they know your weak spot, and these are people that most likely know you. Mm -hmm. Those are the hardest to set boundaries for. So, at first, no, but honestly, once I um, didn't like the feeling of how they made me feel, and I personally knew that this isn't okay, that's when it became easier because I knew myself, I was like, I don't like how they're treating me. I, This is not healthy, first of all, and this is not how i want to live my life. So that's when it became easier when I realized that when I was able to reflect on the past and then the present of what I was creating and also, like, the relationships that I do have healthy boundaries, I'm like, I prefer those relationships over this one. So that's what honestly – that's what made it easier being able to like look at what's healthy and what's not healthy mm-hmm. past and present.
0: I feel like in my what experience um in my experience like I didn't a boundary like wasn't really a term that I was familiar with and I kind of want to take it back to something um my sister Trinice said about me this was like a couple of years ago and I, I talked about this with her the other day mm-hmm. but a while back um we were kind of like sitting around and um, all of a sudden, Deja—I don't know why—like she did this, but we were just sitting there, and she was like, "Why don't we go around and like say, you know, something like express the things that we love about each other?" So I remember the thing Trini said that she loved about me was that like I'm extremely loyal and super supportive of like those that I care about. So with that being said, growing up, I believed that when you're, when like your family or friends need you there's really there like really shouldn't be any limits to like what you would do to help them support them or be there for them so honestly i didn't even know that setting a boundary was even possible because that's just the type of person that i am mm-hmm. do you feel like boundaries was like something that like are perceived in your culture like do do they even? I feel insist-
1: like in my culture there's none. Like when I <laughs> growing up in an African household is just like like I mentioned earlier, like the whole domestic violence situation. It's been going on in my family for years, and because that's because of their lack of, of boundaries. Like I can even name okay for an instance, my wedding. Um, I got into I didn't even get into a situation, but it was just like a situation with my uncle happened. He a different uncle. He didn't want to come to the wedding. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, but then my aunt was all like, oh, are you going to go to like the, the New Year's party? And I was all like, and he had did me wrong anyway. So it was like, no, I'm not going to go because that's not, I don't want to be surrounded by that. So with to her, everything was all fine, but it wasn't. So to me, I'm like, those aren't healthy boundaries. Like, like I feel like my with with the african culture like where we, we our culture is like okay quickly forgive regardless of what happened and we're going to push it under the rug and we're going to keep going but that's not healthy no it's not so there is no boundaries like honestly and that's why yeah, and even when I, was, when I see my parents' marriage and how sometimes goes and how people are able to, like, put their own opinions into my parents' like marriage, I feel like the African cultures, we don't do a good enough job of, like, setting boundaries for one another. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it does not exist in my family, and that was something that, you know, that's why my situation was so hard whenever he did put his hands on me, my uncle, and people felt like I actually just had you know it's like family it's just like oh that's your uncle okay you would have been like uh, so what <laughs> like, if a so stranger what? would do that what would you have done it would have been a different story it's just like it was because it was my uncle that I'm supposed to forgive and forget
0: yeah I posted something what- like not too long ago on Facebook where I was like just because a person has a position in your life doesn't give them a you know um what's the word I'm looking for like a reason like authority like yeah even, or to do whatever they
1: want to you. yeah no it, that's not that's not healthy
0: so like with the words boundary and limits in mind talk about some of the other moments in your life when you felt like enough was enough and like you recognized when something needed to change because I know you have tons of women like I have tons of them <laughs> as well like how is that like some of the other moments where you've had to do that like how was that moment for you like how did you how did you feel after doing that okay
1: let me think of another one because the biggest one that's recently happened was the situation long ago like that tore me apart like talk about like your parents where... <laughs> and the um okay my parents oh man okay so I guess I'll talk about this one this was a major one too recently that I had to set boundaries with them so uh, my background is that of course I told you guys that I came here when I was younger so I hadn't seen my parents in like what almost 20 years right so Mm -hmm. I brought them here for my graduation and you know I was really excited they were excited like but I was getting to know like complete strangers so, but we have to set some boundaries because honestly, like I said, we were we were strangers. They didn't know me. But one thing is just, like, my dad kind of started being, like, very, like, flaky. Like, one thing happened in my house where, okay, it was so stupid, guys. Like, okay, so my dad, okay, he was cooking rice. But I'm a college student, you know, and I was paying off for my bills and everything, like, and I was a senior in college, like, struggling. But I guess my parents had a perspective, like, oh, their daughter made it. Because, like, the culture thing is that when you come to the United States, you're kind of – you have it all figured out. You you have
0: money. But that's not how it goes, and y'all know we all struggle here, you know? I kind of uh, low-key so felt that, time. like, they used you as, like, an experiment because they have other kids, and, like, I don't, I don't want to say it in a bad way, but I feel like you kind of got used that as an experiment, like, you got sent over here at six years old, and they expected you to just, like, yeah. do all this stuff with your education, and that once you got your education, like, everything was going to be Gucci after that, and then, like, you would come back, and, like, you'd be able just to take care of everybody.
1: Yeah, that's just the your mentality once again. Um, but in this situation like okay so he didn't so I told my dad I was like he was like cooking a whole bunch of this rice like you know for people that's for people like I would I mean I would normal people would be like okay two cups of rice is fine so I just mentioned to him I was like we don't need to have all that because we're not even going to eat that so he felt so offended so he went back to my aunt's house and like started all this drama and it just became bad and I was just like, why would you make it seem like I'm abusing you in my house when I just mentioned, like, something so little? So this is where I had to set boundaries once again and tell them, like, that's not, I was just coming from a place where it, it's four of us in this household. There's no reason why we should be kissing that. But also another reason why this is, The the story, the reason why I'm also mentioning this of setting boundaries is, like, this continued on, the story continued on until they left. So, when before my parents left, me and my daddy got into this huge fight, like, where I was just like, you know what, you didn't raise me. Like, I was dead. I was kind of mad a little bit whenever I found out that he was talking stuff about me because, guys, I worked so hard to, like, bring my parents here, like, um, like it was a lot of work, and you know a lot of the people that uh a lot of people talked down there were like, Oh, you're not gonna make that happen, but my godmom was really helpful in that part, and I like getting making like making sure that they were there for this moment, so when my dad was talking stuff about me and all these negative things, and I'm like, Dude, I'm trying my best, and then you're going to gossip with people that first of all, didn't want you to even be in this position or even be here. I was angry. And then before my parents left, I gave them like money. Right. And they started lying again with like my family, the people that they, you know, didn't want them to be here in the first place started like, um, talking mess about me, like how, you know, the whole right situation came about me not helping or anything or giving them anything when I give them like thousands of dollars to like go back home with. But I speak of this because I have to set a boundary with my parents and I have to have a sit down conversation. Like the way that you guys went about your departure really messed me up. And I was like, and I was just like, I don't want us to have that relationship where, you think this is okay, where you talk down on me to, like, take advantage of people just for your benefit. And this created some little bit of me not trusting my parents, but it was a powerful moment for me where I could have this conversation, and I was just like, this is for me to let you know, like, this is not okay behavior, because it wasn't. Because I worked my butt off. For you guys to come here so once again it's just like um um family african families are just hard well families in general are hard but you have to just be assertive in these situations and just know that your feelings matter and I, people shouldn't People shouldn't be doing, like, I don't know, like, just don't accept, like, things that you know they're not, that's not right, you know?
0: Yeah. I feel like for me, I was just, like, it got to a point where I just got so fed up. Because for me, in a lot of ways, I was always tasked with trying to, like, help the ones I love deal with situations that they would put themselves in, like, over and over again or stupid situations of their own making, and it was, like, because they knew that there really wasn't a limit to what I would do for them, I was easy Mm -hmm. to take advantage of, because everybody knows that, like, they can pretty much count on me, like, 100%, and because of this, I felt like I was kind of seen as, like, this sacrificial lamb to be used in, like, so many ways to benefit others, but it wasn't like I was being benefited in some, like, I was benefiting in some way by helping them because a lot of the times mm-hmm. as this sacrificial lamb I was doing these things but it was just at such a disservice to myself and it wasn't like anybody was it, really-
1: it drains you at the same time yeah it drains you. it's just like you're just giving and giving and when you keep giving there's so much that you can give and then you then you run dry
0: Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't like anybody was really thinking about the things that I was losing or missing out on, or if it was like fair to me, but because I allowed it, I just kept having my time and my energy sacrificed, And it was almost like I was always being enlisted to play the role of everyone's rescuer. And it just like, wasn't fair to me anymore. And I got so tired of like being emotionally, mentally, and physically exhausted with helping everyone deal with their shit. And it just seemed like no one cared about the things that I was like I have going on in my life and it was clear that my needs were being like completely ignored and it wasn't a concern as to what was fair to me and it just got to the point where I had to start telling people no and like if I didn't feel like doing something 100% wholeheartedly or saying no to like putting my needs and things I have to do on the back burner like I just I just wouldn't do it so I mean that took me took like many years for me to realize like it's not my responsibility to rescue everyone else and to make a point like this book i swear y'all like i'm gonna I'm link this book below because it's really <laughs> awesome <laughs> like nancy levin said you like in her book, I,
1: do what one word that i love that you use you said a i allowed yeah that right there is really powerful for me because we do allow these people to take advantage of us mm-hmm. and it's for us to take To realize that we allowed it.
0: Yeah. Even
1: though it doesn't make it right. But we also took part in that by allowing them. Yeah. And that's not but it's also your responsibility to no longer allow them to do so because you do have there there's all you always have the choice of doing the opposite. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I really like the that you that was very that was
0: empowering and like she said this one little line that like I really sat and thought about this and I was like you know what like that makes so much sense she said um if I'm continuously emptying my cup to try to help others I'm always going to be the one that's left thirsty and like that's also my fault because like I allowed that for too long Mm mm-hmm what do you feel that are, like, the pros and, like, the cons for setting boundaries? Like, in your experience, if there is any. Cause I feel like they're, they're kind or, of pros?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Pros is that, damn you live your best life and you live mm-hmm. your truth. That's. You live, Yeah, you just live your best life, and then you live, like, where things feel lighter. Like, trust me, whenever I'm dealing with a situation where it doesn't sit well with when it's crossing my boundaries, it feels heavy, and it doesn't feel good. So, for sure, it feels light, it feels good. Like, you you feel empowered where, man, I'm living good. Like, that's not stressing me out. Uh, Yeah, it just feels good. And then the pros, I feel like... I feel like there's, until you have experienced the how empowering setting boundaries is, then of course it's going to seem like a pro because and then, I mean, honestly, the cons is that like you are going to lose some family members, but honestly, if these people have your best interests in mind, you would never have to set boundaries in the first place with them. Actually, mm-hmm. you set boundaries to everybody, even with their healthy relationship. Because I set boundaries with my husband, and I feel like we have a great relationship. I set boundaries with my godmom and my mom, like, but well, we have relationships. But some people who aren't in that mindset that boundaries are 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 not something that's needed, you tend to lose those people. Mm-hmm. But honestly. If they aren't able to set healthy boundaries, you don't need them in your life anyway. So you shouldn't feel any type of way about them leaving your life. So I guess this cons is not having shitty people in your life, but you really don't need them. Yeah. (laughs) But honestly, I do sometimes mess my uncle, even though it was like unhealthy. I mean, it's shitty. I guess on my part because I'm such a loving like I want everybody to just be happy whatever I guess I you know I'm like oh I I kind of lost my uncle but then I'm like oh I lost my uncle because of this reason and it wasn't healthy so that was a good decision
0: yeah I feel I can agree like um as far as like for me that was a con like you might lose some people you care about but like honestly that's just a part of life and that's hard to deal with but I mean it is a part of life um i feel like for pros i feel that like if you set boundaries like you'll feel so much better about where you stand in the relationships in your life and i feel that there's like a clear line drawn to keep you from doing the most for people who really don't deserve it and um yeah It makes it more known that like you're no longer tolerating something that's not good for you and the biggest one I felt is just like it weeds out the people that don't really value you or care about you because the people that love you most will accept your boundaries after you set them even if they don't agree with them they might not even know that like they are affecting you in such a way that you feel you have to set boundaries in the first place but like after you after you like do it like I I don't know in my experience like I felt so much better afterwards Yes, you're just like, oh, I don't feel stuck, I don't feel like, I have to,
1: like, be okay with that, because no, I feel you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, how do you, how would someone know if they need to set boundaries in their life?
1: Oh, my God, okay, so, if, like, something (laughs) is just feeling super uncomfortable, dude, like, if you're just like, and honestly, we all have, I believe everybody has really, has intuition, So if Mm -hmm. you just feel and you're just, you question it like, hmm, and it doesn't feel right, you might need to set boundaries. Yeah. Um, If something, let's see, if somebody hurts you, it's time to set boundaries. If it's anything, honestly, that doesn't feel right or sit right with you, set boundaries. Like it's about you guys having a healthy relationship with who you your mom your sister whatever like that boundary whatever doesn't feel right with you I say set a boundary for it I mean don't be like oh because you don't like Cheetos they have to set boundaries I mean yeah I guess whatever that's not really more serious
0: stuff though. you know yeah I feel the biggest three For me that i finally realized that i wanted to it was the first one was i felt like a pushover and that you know i was just like trying to just please everybody else but like i really wasn't pleasing myself like it wasn't making me happy to do that and it seemed like even when i was just giving everybody what they wanted people are just never going to be satisfied like no one's ever going to be satisfied so like you can't spend the majority of your life trying to satisfy everybody else because you're the one that's going to end up losing in that scenario um I found it hard or that like I was being selfish if I was trying to assert my own wants and needs over those of others which that's not necessarily a bad thing or whatever I don't I used to feel like that was selfish or whatever but I really don't anymore (laughs) and I feel like I would get upset because I feel as if others like wouldn't seem to take my needs into consideration. So those were like the biggest three that I finally just realized, like, nah, like I gotta, I gotta do something else. It's time for me to start making something shake. Talk about some of the things that you feel are like misconceptions about setting boundaries. Like some of the things that you feel are misunderstood about the whole thing. To me,
1: okay. One thing that I, So, yeah, so one of, through my uncle's situation, it was just like, oh, I'm weak for leaving. Or I'm weak for, like, wanting to press charges for somebody for hurting me. Um, Or that I'm, like, I'm the one, like, breaking up my family or causing drama. You're not, though. That's the thing. And I feel like a lot of people, like, You think about all the the bad things, like the fear. um, Don't let that, don't let that, like, take over you.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel that was one of my biggest things. Yeah, I feel that, like, I would say that one big one is that, like, you're a bad person or you're a selfish person if you set boundaries. Like, boundaries are not about, like, restricting people from things. It's about meeting your needs and, like, self-love and respecting yourself on all levels. And also, yeah, I think people need to switch their concept of how, like, boundaries get crossed. That's a big misconception because if you Mm -hmm. set one and it isn't being followed that's not the other person's fault because they're crossing it that's your fault Mm -hmm. um i think also like the biggest thing that people need to realize is just that you really have to like own that it's you who's been crossing your boundaries So, like, when someone would ask me to do something or, like, expect something out of me, even when I really didn't want to do it, I found myself having a hard time saying no. Even if I was, like, busy or, like, I had plans or I just flat out, like, didn't want to like forever for whatever reason i would just still say yes and it wasn't like i was really being forced to do anything because you really aren't required to do things for others if you really don't want to but i just felt that i didn't follow if i didn't follow through like how would people around how would the people around me view me as a person so it wasn't until i really just started to thinking to think about me first that i realized that if i'm not putting my needs first then that's my fault not anyone else's so i think that those are kind of like the biggest biggest um you know, misconceptions about it. It's just really, it's really about you. It's not like about anybody else. Yes,
1: honestly, it all starts with you because we have the power of choosing. And I feel like that's one of, that's been my most empowering thing is just like knowing that I get to choose because a lot of things and situations in life, we feel like we can't choose, we're helpless, but no, you get to decide. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And is that, are you going to continue to do the same thing to be taken advantage of? Or are you going to choose something different? You're going to say no, and you're going to do things for you. You always have a choice. And some choices are are easier than others. Let me say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So let's let's kind of get real about, like, how... Boundaries can sometimes cause us like a little bit of discomfort. Like when you were thinking of having that conversation with your uncle and like your other members of your family, like what was planning for that conversation? Like, and like, what response did you get after the conversation?
1: I was was freaking the fuck out. I mean, his response was just like, okay, I mean, type of thing. (laughs) He really didn't have anything to say because I don't think anybody has ever been done that where they were like, okay, I'm going to choose to, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. But I was shitting bricks, like I was scared. But I knew this was something I had to do. So, like I said earlier, it's not something that's easy to do. Sometimes setting boundaries is that that option that you're like, oh shit. But if I do this, my family might be against me. It's okay, like Brianna said, it's about you. You creating that safe space for yourself, or you creating that, like, healthy mental for yourself. It's all about you. And it's okay for things to be about you.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. Um, the biggest ones that I had a very hard time setting were with my parents. And, you, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it or whatever, but, you know, you know my whole backstory with, like, me yes. and my mom. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. um... As far as like, like, I'm going to talk about the one with my dad first, because that one I felt like was like more kind of, it was easier than doing it with my mom. But my dad kind of has this way about himself where like, I don't know what it is with him and like Dedra, my oldest sister, but like, he just, he just does her so dirty. And like, he talks about her like so negatively and like comes down on her so hard And it's like, if anybody knows my dad, like, and I've talked, me and Trini's talked about this, but, um, he's just not present. And I feel like you, like as someone's parent, like you shouldn't be beating your, your child down all the time. You shouldn't be publicly like humiliating them all the time. And, you know, you, you can't really like insult someone when like, you're not really, I don't want to say he's not a good person, but I just feel like you've made poor choices. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't talk to you know talk to someone about their poor poor choices like you're still making very poor choices as well so like there was one time and he has this way about himself where he likes to just you know post about her in a negative way on Facebook and like Mm -hmm. he also does my mom like he did my mom like that over a certain situation and I was just like kind of like i had to kind of confront him about it because i was like why did you do that like that was so childish of you to do like i don't i don't think you should have did that because it's not like anybody's going around posting anything about you to the whole entire world and the thing with him and my mom is is that they have mutual friends like he's in a fraternity and she's in a sorority that like they're both connected to each other and like they they also used to be in the band together when they were in school so it's like they they have mutual friends in common so like everybody knows that like he's talking about her when he made that post and it's just like I was just so fed up with it and also he likes to take pictures of like me and my siblings and like he posts them on his um his Facebook but I feel like if you're going to do that like at least have you know better relationships with us like you can't just go on our facebooks and like i think <laughs> even a friend of his on facebook and like he still finds a way to like get pictures of her off of her facebook and post it to his like it's just it's crazy but i confronted him about the comment he made about my mom and i was just like that wasn't very mature of you to do that and that wasn't cool and like of course he got defensive or whatever and i was just like well at the end of the day, like, I love you, you're my dad and everything, but, like, I'm no longer going to tolerate you disrespecting my mom, and, like, he'll even talk negatively about her to me and my brother, and it's just, like, my mom doesn't even do that about you. Like, she's never, I feel like he tries to, you know, convince us that for some reason he's just, you know, done things you know against him and it's just like i can't even remember one time when i was a kid where my mom would say anything bad about him like even though she knew a lot of the stuff that was going on and like she felt you know like saying stuff bad about him she never like influenced how we felt about him and i feel like that was really big and mature of her you know she let us grow our own feelings towards him so i'm and even like if we felt like disrespecting him you know she would still at the bottom line make us respect him you know what I'm saying so I just feel like she doesn't do you like that and like sh- you shouldn't be doing and like to publicly like try to paint this negative picture of her I just feel like is wrong so I'm I was like I'm not gonna tolerate you disrespecting my mom anymore like in private in public whatever like that's not cool and You know, I don't necessarily tolerate anybody disrespecting you, but I just feel like, you know, in this moment, like I have to stand up for my mom and I even told him about Deja, I was like, and I'm not going to tolerate you doing my sister like that, like any, any type of like thing that you have to say and like I know about it, like I'm going to call you out on it because it's not okay and Mm -hmm. of course like he just he was just like you know whatever I want to post on my social media like I'm gonna post and I'm just like well that's gonna make you look like the bad person like you're not winning by doing that like no no one's like looking at you like oh you're such a great person or anything like that because everybody knows you know how you do your kids and everything else so like you're only making yourself look bad in the end but each time like I'm gonna confront you about it and like that's never gonna be cool with me so that one that one was kind of you know I don't want to say how difficult. do you prepare for that like I um, know that's
1: hard that's your dad
0: for me I just think I was tired of seeing it like it's so negative and it's so disgusting and I feel like just knowing that like my mom has never like you know they might have disagreements with each other and they might do those things you know in front of each other but to like publicly try to do that or you know the fact that I'm hearing it and like most of the time whenever they're like you know because they both have their their history with each other and everything I really just hold on why does it say disconnected it hasn't been recording hold on Lisa hold on. I don't okay. think I don't think it, you can hear me, but um, I just, I don't know, like, I think I was just fed up with it, and like to hear my mom actually um they're not friends with each other on Facebook but she got that mess like she I guess she got a screenshot of it from like one of their mutual friends and the fact that you know my mom is kind of just like you know miss miss tough like don't want to cry or like none of that she actually called me that day crying like she was so hurt that he did that and hearing the hurt in my mom's voice I was just like Oh, hell no. Like, absolutely not. No, he didn't just do that. And so I just messaged him and I was like, uh-uh. we're not we're not disrespecting my mom. Like, I understand you're my dad and everything like that. But I'm going to respectfully and I, I wasn't rude. You know, I just was like, I'm going to respectfully ask that you stop disrespecting my mom. And you stop disrespecting my sister. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to respectfully ask that you also stop taking my pictures from my my page and posting them to your page. Until you start working on a better relationship with me. And if you can't do that, then that's on you. I'm not telling you that, like, we can't, you know, have a good relationship or whatever. But these things I'm not going to tolerate from you anymore. And honestly, he hasn't said anything about her since. Like, I think it just wow. took somebody finally standing up and saying, like, this is making you look horrible. And I think that, like, you should stop doing this. Or, like, we just don't have to deal with each other anymore. But every single time, like, if it gets to a point where I actually have to intervene and then, like, post something, you know, letting everybody know, like, what, what it really is and, you know, making, sh- like, telling the truth about the situation or whatever, then I'm going to do that. But, like, that's not cool. And I'm not doing that no more. Because it's just, like, come okay on. For you that that takes a lot, especially when it's yeah. like your dad.
1: Yeah, that one was the hardest. Like that is kind of like, like, like guys, is like your parents because yeah. these are people like parents and family are just the hardest. Like, and it's because like they know our weaknesses. They've seen us grow. And they mm-hmm. just feel like they can run over you all the time. But you yeah. know
0: that is not
1: healthy. Those I boundaries. feel like the
0: major hardest one though. Like with my dad it was kind of like easy, but it was also hard. But like the hardest one was with my mom because my mom has always like relied on me for a lot of things. And including, you know, because she feels comfortable like venting to me about a lot of stuff. and a lot of things she would vent to me about, I would just get so emotionally invested and feel like I would have to like help her. But like I just had that conversation with her was like, I don't really want to be in the middle of your relationship anymore. I don't want to be in the middle of your business anymore. I can't devote. Don't my allow. People
1: to do that. Don't allow people to pour like their emotional baggage on you. So, yeah. I feel like it's just like, like I love vibe. you.
0: But like, that's your relationship. And like, It's, like, really what goes on and everything like that. I just feel like because I get so emotionally invested because I'm concerned for you, I just don't, I don't want to do it. I just don't even want to. Okay, last question. What do you feel? (laughs) Thank you. Because, you know, that one took me, like, forever. (laughs) It took forever, guys. Like,
1: I'm so proud of my sister. Like, emotion, like, we were having this conversation last week where I'm like, your emotional intelligence are is shooting through the roof. And I've waited for you to, like, have this aha moment. And it's amazing to see her, how much she's, like, grown in the past, like, year or so, like, because I'm like, oh, my God, Brianna's getting it. Because I had the same aha moment because – Whenever you start doing things different, you just thrill, you see things for what they are, and you take your power back. Man, it feels so good. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but it just felt good to me. I was just like,
0: it was honestly like a breath of fresh air. Like it was like, yes, I'm standing up for myself. Yes, I'm saying no to things. Yes, yes I'm not tolerating <laughs> these things anymore. <laughs>
1: yes. So.
0: What, what do you feel is the most important piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to take a stand and start setting boundaries?
1: Hmm. Honestly, tune into your feelings. Name your limits, like be very assertive. Don't sugarcoat it. Be real, like, and be honest with yourself.
0: I feel like if you're like, like I said earlier, if you're always the one emptying your cup to help others, you're always the one that's going to be left being thirsty and don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to just say something. Yeah.
1: Recognize your truth in the process. Like, and honestly, my biggest thing is, and I've been telling you this for years, years, You have a choice and know your worth.
0: Know your worth. That's also a part of it, too. I didn't mention that, but that is also a part of it. Yeah. Well, this was fun. I'm so happy we got to do this.
1: Yes, this was very therapeutic at the same time. And thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. And thank you for creating the space for me to share with all your listeners
0: today. (laughs) So guys, I will definitely be linking um, Lisa's business below. So if any of you are brides out there, you guys should definitely check it out. And I, I think we should do this again. I really do.
1: We should. I think you guys are gonna see more of us soon. More
0: def- <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, so. well alright. I think we're gonna end it here. Thank you for coming on and doing this with me. It was fun. bye bye all right guys so that's it for today's episode i hope that you guys got some insight on what it's like to set boundaries and you guys learned a lot from both me and lisa's experiences i know sometimes you know some things may apply and some things don't but i feel like just this topic was great to um, get good perspective on and just really open the conversation like I said I hope you guys really learned a lot because I feel like it's just really necessary as you get older to start setting boundaries and although they may be hard and like you know they have their pros and cons I think just like I said from personal experience it's really just about you and like your needs and you'll feel so much better out of it and like after you've set them and you know some people are going to get it and they're going to respect it and you know like I said it's really up to you to make sure that you know your boundaries aren't being crossed because it's really when like your boundaries get crossed it's really just about you that's kind of crossing them and not the other person or not really that it's the other person It's just more so about you not allowing that to happen, and it's really on you if your boundaries get crossed. Or, you know, just like we were talking about, you might end up losing some people, but that's because, you know, they don't respect you and they don't value you. So, like I said, I really hope today's episode was insightful for you. Make sure you guys leave a review of the show um, below, and like you rate the show, let me know what you guys think. If you have any topic ideas or comments or anything like that, you guys can reach out to me on my Facebook page, my website, or... um, just you know, shoot me an email or something. Anything that you guys feel like you know you want to give me feedback on, like I always say, I really enjoy your feedback. And make sure you guys um, look below in the show note for all those links to that, and then also the links to Lisa's um, wedding dress website and the Facebook for that um, business that she has. Because trust me, like she is amazing at saving and just doing a lot of things and. I will also link her social media below because she's very positive and she posts like really great stuff on her social media and then you guys can also look at some of the pictures from her wedding that just happened in November of 2019 and go check out her wedding dress like she actually designed that dress and she can help you find the dress of your dreams, and put yours together according to the vision that you have for that day. So as always, stay safe, be positive, and I will catch you guys on the next episode.